0: Welcome to Chain Attack. Chain Attack. I'm your host Trevor, and I have a uh, new shiny tank in World of Tanks.
2: Uh, um, I'm I'm Jay, and I've been reading quite a bit lately.
1: <laughs> uh, and I'm Josh. I'm also reading, and I have a shiny new computer upon which I will probably never play a tank game. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, for those who aren't in the Discord, I, I feel like uh everyone needs an update about how awesome you are at World of Tanks, Trevor, and that you now have uh joined the big boys. Yeah, won the event. <laughs>
0: uh won, I don't think so. Um I I finished three hundred and fortieth out of the twelve hundred that get tanks, so there you go. Um although I was actually lower, but um there's always a round of of people who get banned.
2: <laughs>
0: um, sure, it,
2: because it, it, i really, what this game needed more to make it even more interesting was like rampant cheating.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> it's not rampant, at least not in the United States. It is so the game's is, is its its biggest player base is from Russia, right? Um, the company is not based in Russia, but it's based in in um Belarus, so it's you know an ex Russian uh, country uh, or ex. Soviet Union countries, excuse.
2: Basically me. a Russian satellite at this point. Uh
0: I mean, yeah, sure. They they don't get along with Russia very well either, I don't think they you know, just like most of those countries don't, but um anyway, it has a Russian server base and and their largest player base is based in Russia and every year there is a just a, a sickening number of Russian players who get banned for cheating. In in North America this year I think there was there might have been 30 40 so uh after the bans, i moved up six there were six people ahead of me that, that got banned so there was one clan that got removed like the whole clan basically got just taken off uh, um but yeah savage <laughs> the, the the players in the clan who uh, were not found to be cheating still got their reward but there's there's like a a big multiplier that happens like a a event multiplier that happens based on your clan's ranking. So having lost your clan's ranking is, is a pretty, it's a pretty punishing thing too. So anyway, yeah, I, I, um, I'm glad it's over. I haven't played tanks since, uh, was, I logged off and
1: that is my favorite part
0: of the story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, when you're done, you, I played, I I played 173, 174 games of the tanks in a deep period, like 12, 12 12.4 games a night. Um, so it's, it's a lot of world. And I, when it was done, I'm like, you know what, it's time for a break. So I too have been reading. I'm almost done with forever war.
2: Mm. Um, did you take your wife to her belated Valentine's day dinner or some such?
0: <laughs> no, Not not yet. That is planned for this Friday.
2: Mm. Have you been liking the forever war so far?
0: Um, you know, I, it's okay, but it's probably not necessarily my cup of tea. Mm. And I I don't necessarily know that I can explain why. So uh, ask me again when I'm done, because there are times okay. when there, there are sections of it that I've enjoyed immensely uh, and that I've read through fairly quickly. And there are sections of it that I just like, it was sort of a slog for me to get through. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
2: I think that the start was is one of the weaker parts of it personally. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, buy all the things from DiscountGamesInc.com. And you, too, can experience happiness again. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I did appreciate the tweet that that said, like, it feels so, like, retro and old school to be worrying about death via World War III as opposed to (laughs) a million other things.
1: (laughs) Oh, amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and if you know if purchase from Discount Games Inc. Uh, don't bring you uh, the happiness that you desire, then uh, clearly your next step should be to like, follow, and share the Josh Wheeler for Idaho Facebook page. Mm, yes, you know, yes, far and wide. What could go wrong there?
2: And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited to hear your opponent saying how you're, you know, either puppet accounts or rhinos are doing I don't know influencing the election. What else? I feel, I
1: feel like Trevor literally legitimately needs to start a service that is just like <laughs> I, I will mock your opponent's Facebook posts <laughs> like mercilessly. I didn't tell you that behind the paywall and I don't care I'll tell you here but like my kids and wife they were like so delighted by that
0: rolling <laughs> on the floor. Oh my gosh,
1: it like yeah they, their their love for Trevor increased tenfold just from that alone. So that's, honestly, that's
0: that that is one of my favorite things to do is to make fake Facebook or fake uh, just just Photoshop and me. Anytime yeah. I have an opportunity to to play in Photoshop, it is it is an excellent idea. It's
1: the me. talent that Trevor was never appropriately
0: rewarded for. <laughs> oh no, my reward comes. It's just you know my. <laughs> it's laughing at myself yeah yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, it's easy to reward a man who loves his own jokes
0: that's right I, every <laughs> once in a while at facebook you know i, I it was years ago i made tom guan um, photoshop things that i thought were freaking hilarious and every once in a while uh facebook will be like this was five years ago and it'll or 10 years ago and it'll show me <laughs> one of my tom guan uh photoshops and i'll be like that that is, that is still amazing
2: oh that is awesome Um all right. Well, this week we are going to talk about the Vox Machina uh cartoon series on Amazon Prime. There is twelve episodes for each, almost thirty minutes. Um and it you know, about three years ago, Critical Role did a Kickstarter that where they the funding goal was seven hundred and fifty million. And uh, sorry, seven hundred fifty thousand. Okay. <laughs> and they got. Hey, I was
1: about to make a major career change, right? Yeah, there.
2: right. Um, they ended up getting uh over almost almost twelve million, I think, um, from the Kickstarter, and that was what they said that you know before the Kickstarter, um, they had you know kind of pitched the idea to some people at Hollywood, and and they're kind of like. uh, eh, yeah, maybe they didn't really get the vision, basically, as is what Critical Role said. Uh and then once they had the most successful Kickstarter for a TV show ever, a lot of uh people were a lot more interested. <laughs> um and so they, they partnered with uh Amazon and there are they haven't announced the dates for season two, but the, the plan from the start was that it would be uh, two seasons of twelve episodes. Um, the so this is my my first. I obviously I know about Critical Role. Um, I have many friends and customers who adore Critical Role. This is my first time consuming Critical Role
1: in any form, right? In
2: any form, yes. Yeah. Um, what is I? So I'm I'm curious what are are your guys's uh, exposure to to Critical Role up to this point.
1: So I am a Campaign 2 fanboy. Like that is where I started listening to Critical Role. Um the truth is like I feel like that campaign and that podcast carried me through um Han being sick and so mm. you know I I have a lot of positive feelings towards the I guess the company the you know the actors the, but but specifically for Campaign 2 which is not what the cartoon is about. The cartoon is from their first campaign right characters from their first campaign i should say so um and i've continued so i've never listened to anything from campaign one i i only vaguely know those characters because like i follow some instagrams now that are critical role fan art and that kind of stuff right um and uh but i've continued to listen to their campaign three and anyway campaign two is still my favorite basically is is really what i'm saying
2: and my real quick before you jump in trevor my my understanding from the the half-assed internet research that I did. Yes. Uh, was that these cartoons are kind of a, a prequel of season one? Is that?
1: I did not know that. Okay. Of of campaign one. Yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. I like your half-assed internet research, but I don't I don't know that. But I'm I'm
2: sure. we'll will go with it. Uh, I, yeah, and I'm yeah, sure yeah. we'll get. Um, you know, there should be some critters fan. out there that can correct us. Real yeah, good. I'm sure uh so trevor you 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 go uh
0: so i thought it should be up my alley and i attempted to um watch the first episode of the critical role basically that's streamed it's on you can find it on youtube now right yeah. so so the very first season first episode i attempted to watch it um i'll be honest i don't think i made it even a half hour uh it just it, it didn't resonate with me or I, maybe I, I don't know. Well, maybe do you didn't... think
1: the characters were not lawful evil enough or lawful chaotic? Uh, <laughs> I can't think of
2: chaotic. Thank you, thank you. They're definitely chaotic neutral. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. No, it didn't have anything to do with, with the characters. It didn't have anything to do with the characters. It just, the format felt like I was, let me put it this way for that. And I, I haven't watched anything else. I don't know if they hit their stride later, but it felt like, um, uh, you know, an hour's worth of entertainment smashed into 10 hours. It, just, mm.
1: it, it was like it, Munchkin, it, the television show.
0: Yeah, just, I just, I couldn't, I needed, I needed more pacing, I guess. And I realized that it's just, you know, you're sitting in on their D&D session, but I have my own D&D sessions. I don't need right. to sit in on someone else's. Right.
1: I should say, like, I listen to it at one and a half speed, right? So I have... Okay. Ne- only maybe once or twice ever watched the youtube so that is another thing to bear in mind like i have only ever experienced it at one and a half speed you know so for me an episode ends up being you know three trips to the office kind of thing
0: yeah i mean i think the full episodes are like four hours long does that sound right
1: i it's three i think three and a
0: half three to three and a half
1: is is pretty um
0: common yeah and i maybe that's what i need to be doing is listening to them in audio format and i need to be listening to them at a faster speed or something it it does feel like it should be up my alley um but it just it, i've never partaken
2: so. i have i i'm curious if i would so a i think that the cartoon is a much better format for me um,
1: oh yeah, you would despise the podcast, Jay. I'm just I'm going on the record right now. <laughs> you would absolutely <laughs> hate.
2: Okay, it.
1: Because like they do D D combat,
2: like yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, so and that's yes, and really that's a big reason why I've I've never really been serious in checking them out is because you know I have my biases where I think that D D is just not a good system. And yeah, like,
1: I would love listening... for you to watch it just. Or for you to listen to one of their episodes just so that I could hear the way you suffer. like, you know, yeah, like i
2: <laughs> I think that my soul would probably if if I had a soul, it would die <laughs> listening to people do d and d combat. So, what would happen. so one of the oh. things that sort of
0: um maybe irritated me is is they're all voice actors mm-hmm. or similar things in real life. yes, right. and and so they are um they are alpha personalities oh
1: i was gonna say eminently overqualified for what they're doing uh
0: that too but they're 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 alpha personalities who want their time in the limelight and they all sort of try to climb over each other to get it Mm. and it it drives me a little insane to watch them do it because you know i i can see them all sort of looking for their time in the sun and when there's that many people at a table all doing it it would i would not last a single session of D and D with that group. Um, and the other part that sort of bugs me is that it feels like that they're, they do such a great job of, of what they do that, um, it almost makes it feel like people who watch it think that that's the way everyone plays D and D and it's really, yeah, this not. is,
2: I'm, I'm actually curious, Josh, to get your opinion on this. There's, I have kind of two thoughts that build off of what Trevor just said. The first one is I've known a lot of people who, consider themselves D and D fans uh-huh. and critical role fans and that they've watched some of the people I know they've watched like all of the critical role.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: But they, like one of them had never played a D and D game yet. And he was, he was just like, had a lot of anxiety over the idea of doing his first, uh, of ha-
0: having to be big and, and fantastical like that. Well, are. or, or do, sure, yeah, do, sure
2: just his it just his first dnd game seemed really intimidating to him and so he was he was he kept watching critical role etc and so obviously this is kind of unknowable but i'm i'm kind of curious how much you think it happens where there are critical role fans that are you know big fans of critical role who haven't played D themselves yet
1: oh yeah so i'm gonna be honest i think I'm going to go with my favorite ratio. I think that's probably an 80-20 split. I think there's probably about 20% of the pure Critical Role fans who have not played D&D. Um, cuz frankly I'm more or less that fan. Yes, yes I've played D&D, but I've never played a sustained campaign, you know what I mean? I uh I mean there's just a ton that I haven't done in the D&D space, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it but like it's it's just to me because I think that Critical Role has fed my my biggest my child, who's the biggest D&D fan, I think it has fed her and her group, right? And, and maybe it's because they're young and dumb and don't know anybody better. I, I don't feel like they've ended up putting those kind of expectations on themselves from having watched Critical Role, right? I think Critical Role has sort of served a, a ambassador role for them, <laughs> right, to be more into it. But I could totally see and understand it intimidating people in, in precisely the way that you just described, Jay. Like, uh, the I, that wouldn't surprise me in the least to see something like that.
0: Let, let me be clear, and because I could, I can see what I say sounding a little construed in that I'm not a supporter of what they're doing. And that's not true. I, oh, I do, yeah. Yeah, I, I fully support what they have done for the community and for the game, and I think that it's fantastic. It's just not necessarily for me is, true, as yeah, I guess, what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah, um, sure. But I, think, yeah. But, but I think that what they have accomplished – and and their contribution to Fifth Ed D and D has just been—it's very hard to probably measure. Mm-hmm. I mean, clearly you can see from this Kickstarter the amount of money they were able to generate is is pretty enormous for a quote unquote you know podcast or live stream on Twitch. Um, you know, we only could imagine of being able to do something like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. The other the other thing that I, I had a friend who listened to it and he said that it, to him it felt like. When you're watching Critical Role, it feels like you're watching, uh, you know, an NFL game or an NBA game, and, and <laughs> like it's high-level
1: play, right? Like right, you're watching yeah. like Michael
2: Jordan, you know, do stuff with the basketball. You're like, oh, I, I could never do that. And then you go and play in your backyard with your friends, and you know, it doesn't really resemble the NBA. But hopefully, everyone's still having. You know, a fun time
1: yeah i like that metaphor place. i i think that like you know matt mercer i definitely think that he is a michael jordan dm for his group right uh, he knows his audience he know he understands the alpha sort of personalities like trevor was describing yeah he's very he's good he's able to he's, cater to them just yeah, right you know what i yeah, mean
0: yeah he's very good at making sure that the that the that everyone gets their time in the sun and mm-hmm. i think if he failed to do that it wouldn't work with that group
1: yeah agreed uh but yeah i think that's a fun metaphor so anyway that i'm sticking by that ratio i i would guess that only 20 to 30 percent of critical role fans have not also played some dj okay
0: that's still a fairly large number
1: of people yeah. well yeah sure especially if you look at the success of their kickstarter i mean you know one of the most interesting things to me was um uh was it two one of the one of the in the past couple of years my my daughter who's a fan um went to a comic-con and in and you know she at one point she cosplayed as one of the characters from um campaign two i think and and i was just i went with her one of the years that she went and i was i was pretty surprised at the number of cosplays that were critical role characters right Mm. so anyway it, it definitely speaks to a a large tribe i think
2: so, uh do either of you have anything before we move on to talking about the show? Okay. So, <laughs> I've I've finished watching the the season. How much have you guys watched so far?
0: I've I've watched it all, although I will admit there may be sections that I fell asleep in. I don't okay. I don't I don't actually know. Okay. So, <laughs>
1: to my great shame, I have watched them all, and I only wish okay. that I had just not watched I think the first episode, but there might be a scene. in. There. There's another scene or two later oh, okay. on. Okay,
2: all right. Oh, well, yeah.
1: Anyway, but I cannot pretend ignorance. I cannot, you know True. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew what this snake was when I picked it up. <laughs> and the truth is, the first seven or eight episodes I watched with my daughter, who's a fan. You know, she wanted to watch them. And, and I'm like, it was hard for me to say no, because I, like I said, I'm a fan of this, of Campaign too for sure, you mm-hmm. know. And so, anyway, I've watched them all, so I have I have opinions, I have feelings.
2: So the it's it's kind of interesting. The the first two episodes are kind of a mini adventure. You're introduced to the characters, and then the next ten are another kind of
1: an arc, right?
2: Campaign or arc, essentially. Um,
1: which is partly why I'm like, I can't believe this is a prologue, because like I'm talking about just those first two episodes, right? Like. The the big baddie that they fight, I'm like, excuse me, like what level are these characters
0: at this point? True. <laughs> True, I, yeah. and am I wrong to have felt that way? Like you are not wrong. I okay. felt the same way that that uh the big bads throughout the entire season, if these are low level characters, the big bads would just mop the ground awful stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In, in D&D.
2: There were some it, it did feel like there were kind of some mixed messages, like uh, on the at the start as they're introducing them, you kind of get the feeling that they are, uh, kind of incompetent.
1: Yes. That but then, feeling returns occasionally.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But then, uh, yes, in D and D, you cannot do the things that they did and <laughs> be as incompetent <laughs> as I had assumed they were.
0: Well, to, to be fair, D and D itself does not lend it, lend itself towards telling good stories. Yeah. yeah. It, it's just not, and the same thing could be said of the D and D cartoon in the eighties. What level were those guys? Who knows? Right. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't seem to have any progression as far as their levels were concerned. Their powers were somewhat static. Their ability to overcome problems feels very much like this. And I don't mind that. But
1: no, yeah, I want to be clear because you bringing up that cartoon, like that is what I felt like watching Legend of Ox Machina. Like I felt like my my six year old self again serious
2: right yeah yeah, yeah until I, a
1: couple I, scenes happen and i was like oh geez i don't remember the valkyrie in <laughs> in the dnd <laughs> cartoons in the 80s uh, doing that kind of stuff
0: uh i too had that was very similar feeling to josh so i I thought this is the closest we're ever going to get to a reboot of the D&D cartoon from kids. That's I honestly had that thought multiple times while watching the series. And I thought that it did a great job of that. I did regret watching the first one. They felt like they used the F word as an adjective, a verb, a noun, an adverb, a (laughs) explicative, every chance they got, like they just tried to shove it in extra places. And I'm, usually pretty tolerant of that yeah yeah but it, it graded on my nerves like it, it really i just really got tired of it, it i thought it was what, too much
2: i mean like i didn't really mind the so i guess this will this will get into um one of my complaints about the show was that i just felt like and it, it's kind of sad because like you know when as i was doing my half-assed internet research uh you know marissa rave i think i i think that's her name anyways yes she yes. she said that like they felt like they really needed to nail the pilot and help people understand who the characters are, stuff like that. And I watched the um pilot and I was just like, Well, these characters are super unlikable and why why would I want to continue on? I did am I did you guys have that reaction? Am I overselling this?
0: i i think you well for me it, you're overselling it i didn't i did not hate the characters as much after the first episode i just hated um how adult they seem to be trying to push it when it mm-hmm. didn't feel necessary and i'll be honest i'm a little frustrated with it because it's something that i would have liked to have shared with uh, my kids mm-hmm. right um, as far as a D sort of environment i thought you know I don't felt like it added anything. Uh, there was some really funny part. There's some great brevity in the whole show. It's just, it's funny. In yeah. Like, places.
1: like the scene where the bard is like, Hey, I found something for you to the rogue and then <laughs> throws up, do middle fingers you know that kind of stuff was funny like and yeah there's a lot I, of
0: stuff that's that's very funny stuff that happens at, at D D tables i mean i laughed my butt off during the first episode where the advisor to the king says you know the murder hobos have been murdered that that line just <laughs> i laughed my butt off i mean these those sorts of callbacks and almost fourth wall breaking stuff is just it is fantastic yeah but there's just i this is I don't feel someone in Discord said that this was similar to um, incredible in, in, invincible invincible yeah yeah in levels of blood which I agree but then in levels of sex and and swearing it's far beyond so right, yeah. I would feel far far more comfortable showing invincible to my daughter than this and that's that's disappointing to me I just you know this is the type of thing that even if my daughter was you know 22 I'd be like eh, could I well, really that's want you thing to watch is, this like,
1: I said to my chagrin, I've watched all the episodes, right? Partly I did it because I knew we were going to talk about it on the, the podcast. Right. But like Jay, when you were proposing topics this, this past week suggested this and you literally said, this is not for Josh. Right. So I'm like, you said that and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I am a fallen paladin at this point. <laughs> I have to turn in the shield. Like Captain America is dead. So I'm just sort of curious. Like, I think I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just sort of curious about, you know, why you said that, or, or, you know, what's your reasoning behind that statement?
2: Oh, I mean, it just has a lot more. I mean, you, you can Captain America, Captain Puritanical, whatever. uh, He can uh, turn (laughs) a blind eye a little bit to uh, violence and the occasional. And some
1: profanity, yes.
2: Uh, But when it starts getting into the sex stuff. Um, then that's not going to fly with you. And, and I mean, I, I guess the fact that it was cartoon boobies that it was showing and not real ones maybe gives you an out, but, uh, it's a pretty narrow out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's pretty graphic scenes of Scanlon having sex.
1: Yeah. A hundred
2: percent. So I'm, I've, one thing I want to do before we get integrating the show is I want to go through each character and say, if uh, you like are neutral or dislike the character. Okay. And then also uh, say, which one is your favorite character and which one is your least favorite character?
1: I think, I think this is a beautiful exercise. I'm very excited.
2: Okay. So first we have Pike. She is the uh, cleric.
1: Um, I liked her. I'll give her a like. Dislike.
2: Interesting. <laughs> <Okay>. Why?
1: <laughs> I love that. Why oh, you have to justify your answers. Hold on a minute. <laughs> I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> yeah, why
1: dislike,
0: Trevor? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, so you're gonna make me actually justify? I just don't. I just okay. don't. Okay. No, that's fine. I I don't. I feel like there's in- inconsistency in the character. I guess I just don't. I don't necessarily care for her. Uh, I also don't care for the role she plays in the greater series. It feels like. She is um, a little bit of a deuce ex machina. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the character, not the actress. Correct. I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with the actress. I just, I don't particularly care for the character.
2: Yeah, I would. I'll, she'll probably get a neutral from me. She's, she's just kind of a a meh.
1: That's fair. Okay. Uh,
2: okay. So next we have Caleth. She is the druid character.
1: Yeah, dislike. Uh, I mean, I feel like she's the living embodiment of power creep. <laughs> and like <laughs> like random power creep,
0: right? Like anyway. Mm, uh, so I actually like Kayla, and I'm gonna disagree with you. I don't feel like there's a random power creep here. It's uh personal their personal change, or doubting of herself. Uh that
2: I'll go my... I'll go neutral again. You
1: coward. <laughs> 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 I mean I, what can
2: I say? They don't the she's just Nothing kind of a mess, whatever. You. Okay, fine. Fine. Okay, so next we have Percy. Ah. <sighs>
1: i am gonna have to go with dislike, edging towards neutral i I love the concept of this artificer who you know gets the power because of demonic um intervention is that the opposite of divine intervention demonic intervention um but i
0: just that's a spoiler josh
1: yeah sorry did, did i didn't do warnings did i um <laughs> he, he's just too much of a rage baby mm like, you know what I mean? Like, and not, in a, not a good rage, not like a barbarian rage. Like, ah, so.
0: How much can you blame that upon the demon?
1: Well, that's a fair question. I think that's a totally fair question. And so I'm not 100%. So I'm going to go with neutral. I'll say neutral. Undecided. Okay. Unaffiliated. By March 11th, I will register
0: <laughs> my feelings
1: for uh, whatever. I wish I could remember his full name because he only says it once in the series. Percilus, Maximus, Flavius it's the Percival third.
0: Percival, Stein, the Von the... Mussel, Kalowski, Di Rollo the Third. That's it. Yeah.
2: That was amazing.
0: I I like Percy. He's one of my favorite characters. Okay.
2: Percy will get a like from me as well. You people. Good <laughs> grief.
0: Maybe. <Okay>, so <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm not a fallen paladin.
2: Next we have Grog, the half giant barbarian.
1: Straight up like from me.
0: Yeah, he's too lovable to to him. I mean yep, yep. I, I love a good dumb idiot. You know, uh, this, barbarian. Is,
2: this is this is my windmill slam least favorite character of the show. <laughs> I,
0: I am not shocked by this at yeah, all. I'm not shocked either, but I, I, I love his dumb jokes. The yes. things he says are just. I love
1: his, <laughs> his. interaction with some of the other characters. Plus, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a total fanboy for that voice actor. Uh,
2: okay, so you you're so wrong. So first of all, I hate the dumb barbarian trope. Second of all, I hate the uh, alcoholic barbarian trope.
1: Okay, okay. Well, which I feel like is part of the dumb barbarian trope, but that's fair.
2: Okay. And then finally, the voice actor is like Nels on Chalkboard Bad.
1: You are now dead to me forever. That's fine.
2: Okay, well, <laughs> I said it and it needed to be said. <laughs>
1: Well, you haven't listened to him in, in season two yet. And actually, he's hilarious in campaign three right now too, for the record.
2: Okay, I'm, but I
1: am biased. I'm a total fanboy for this actor, voice actor. i seriously am.
2: I'm not saying that all of his work is bad. I'm just saying. Grog. Oh,
1: you're saying in the grog.
2: Yeah. yeah that, that whatever. You know. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm with Trevor still. I'm not sure. Uh,
2: okay. Next we have Scanlon.
1: Uh Straight dislike. Uh, the horny bard trope. I hate. He. I love the voice actor, like his character in campaign two is probably in my top three of favorite characters of the campaign two. He has some amazing scenes, some hilarious interactions in the cartoon. Right. But I just for the reasons that we've already discussed, I'm like, no, if if the party had not had him, the show would have been better
0: for it. I can agree with that statement. Um, I don't hate him to the same level that Josh does. I'm probably more neutral because there are times when he's, l- let me say this. There are times that he's my most favorite character on screen and he's, and there are times he's my least favorite character on screen. And there are yeah. some times where they're, they're in the same scene.
1: Well, yeah, that's
0: a fair point. That's a fair so, point. So give uh, me,
1: give us one of your favorite scenes that he's in. I just have to, I just have to hear it.
0: Um, I'm trying to think that the, the the one where he gets bit probably um, is one of my favorites. Um, I, I You're kind of catching me a little bit off guard here. But, That's fine. But the, there are I, – I, he's one of those characters where on almost every scene I can say, well, that was quite funny and I really enjoyed that. And then there's another section where he does something. I'd be like, well, could have lived without that.
2: Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with Trevor. There's times where it feels like I should have disliked him more than I did. Um, but it's it's definitely not getting up into the like realm. <laughs>
0: It, it is a little bit tropey as josh said yes and that's, it's yeah. a little bit too much maybe i mean i guess they all sort of lean into their tropes a little bit and he they do on, yeah more yeah. more so than almost anybody else on the show yeah. and it it's um it, it, it's a little overbearing i guess is the problem so
2: um so next is vex um i she's the female ranger i believe
0: yeah half elf
1: um yeah like uh because she's my favorite character in campaign 2 so i'm it's fanboyism from the act voice actress as much as anything interesting uh but you know she's she's a fine ranger i thought she's no she's no scott summers so she's great as a party leader
0: so i actually really really like the bear and the fact that they basically left the bear for the vast majority of the series at home really sort of disappointed me. I mm, that's fair, yeah, that's I totally fair. Don't understand that decision. It doesn't make a lot of sense to they me. They
1: didn't fire Chekhov's gun. We hates them.
0: Yeah. So anyway, I I'm pretty neutral towards Vex, uh, basically because I just didn't. There's nothing that I like, nothing I disliked. It's just kind of a character, almost a character in the background, honestly. Um, but the bear, I really wanted to see more of, and I probably would like her more had the bear been there. So.
2: Yeah, Vex gets kind of a uh, meh from me as well.
1: So like a neutral,
0: more neutral.
2: Or less? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, finally, Vax, the half elf rogue. Uh,
1: so it's interesting. He is hands down my favorite of the voice actors in the Critical Role crew. Um, I, his character in Campaign Two is again is probably my second favorite character. Um, but so I guess I'm sorry i like the rogue fine but he wasn't my favorite he's not my favorite of the critical role but i i thought he was a good character and he was well played and such
0: i'm kind of neutral maybe leaning towards like but i i guess maybe the series didn't feel like it focused too much on vax and vex so i don't know a lot about their back history it feels like we got a lot of more back history or a lot more interaction with a lot of the other characters whereas uh, vax and vex felt like they were somewhat reserved and you just <laughs> you didn't see or feel a lot from them, I guess. It almost makes me
1: wonder if because they've already been featured in their own comic book that they did sort of like not do as much with them in the cartoon.
0: Yeah. Well, as someone who doesn't know anything about anything outside this other than, you know, 30 minutes of watching one of their episodes, um, which actually did give me sort of a, a precursor understanding who some of these characters were. um, I think I probably liked uh, Calith, more because of seeing that first episode. Um, sort of understanding a little bit better about her. Um but yeah. Anyway, I, I probably lean towards positive, but it's not strong.
2: Um I'll I'll go positive with Vax and he probably earns my most like character award, but that's kinda of just by default because no one else earned it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Amazing <laughs>
2: so Okay. I, i'm curious now what are your guys's uh favorite and least favorite characters
1: yeah so least favorite scanlan obviously and then um for me most favorite is um archie just kidding <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm i'm giving i'm giving my most favorite to grog
2: just to stick a thumb in jay's yes. eye <laughs> uh
0: my most favorite is percy um i just thought it was a
2: He's my second place, probably.
0: He was probably the most interesting to me, both from a D&D perspective. I normally hate um, ste- steampunk and um, black powder in D&D. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but it felt okay here. It didn't bother me like it normally would. So, and I just, I enjoyed the um the idea of of some of his power coming from you know i for the longest time i thought he was gonna you know not be an artificer or a gunslinger or whatever the character actually is i thought he was going to be you know like a sorcerer style that had made a pact with a demon like he'd knowledgeably done so um and that's kind of what i thought was going to happen uh, so anyway i i just really enjoyed percy as far as the least favorite um that's kind of hard for me because i don't i I don't feel like Pike deserves the least favorite, but she's the one that I, you know, as we went through them, that I picked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, there do was you not ma-
1: feel like her? Spoiler alert, or I guess not a t- shoot spoiler, but do you not feel like her use of astral projection was super Deus Ex Machina, OP, like or or?
0: I do I'm, feel that I, way. That's why I didn't okay.
1: like it. Okay, okay, that's fine, and I think yeah, that's, that's totally I, a I, reasonable reason to not like it.
0: I also, like, it feels like, I guess I just don't know enough about their world to really understand her cleric background. But she doesn't feel like, she doesn't feel pious at all. Like, oh, my god is gone. Now I'm pious until it comes back, and now I'm not anymore. (laughs) Does that, does that? Yeah,
1: I understand the complaint. I, I feel like they were trying to. The story they were trying to tell with her was like, well, you don't have to be pious in the way you think you have to be pious, you know, like and.
0: Eh, well, and maybe it's not the character that I have an issue with. It's the plot line of her plot yeah. line. That's bothering I me.
1: think that's probably more true. I think that I would believe that. Well, whatever it is, I didn't care for it. So. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, let's let's do a speed grade of the show.
1: All right. First category is design so i want to give high praise here to the animators i think the animation was super well done i enjoyed the style a ton um you know like trevor and i already said it totally made me feel like i was you know eating uh fruit loops and watching saturday morning cartoons again in the best way
0: yeah i mean those those purple boobies look like boobies
1: oh okay uh... <laughs>
0: i love i love poking the bear i have
1: to go to a temple now and light some candles and try to reconnect to my deity son of a gun
0: (laughs) i i agree that it was you know when you're dealing with a webs or a a series a, a animated series where you're having to do a lot of animation um with a you know a reasonable budget they've done a, a fantastic job with all of those parameters you know they don't have infinite amount of um, money to put into it like you would if you were you know working for Disney or whatever right. so i th- i think that this is clearly a job well done so um, i did not I, give I wish- a
1: score i'm going to give it i'm going to give it an 8 i feel like i should actually pull it down a little bit because i think the part of the design of design I didn't talk about and I Jay will probably rip on this more so I'm just letting him be the one that rips on it more I guess but the plot was the weakest point of of the design right so that's why I I'm going to give it an 8 frankly solely on the animation and on its role as an ambassador to the idea of D&D because I think this cartoon will convince people to play D&D and I frankly see that as a good thing
2: um I wasn't impressed by the animation at all <laughs> I, I guess i don't know what's wrong with me but um like i i kind of ranked it with the invincible animation that and it's telling a story but hopefully most of the time it doesn't detract from the story
0: so this this animation is better than invincible i do see stylized Similarities like the way that, that it's done has some similarities, but the um generally the backdrops and the motion that's going in around the characters is far better than than what invincible does by quite a bit. I wish the invincible like this one it
2: it does remind me quite a bit of an anime yeah I,
1: yeah I think that's fair
0: um there there's nods to anime throughout
1: right um, the, which does so not surprise yeah. because a lot of these people have made their money voicing
0: anime. Yeah, well, I yeah, mean, yeah. the one that really stuck out to me was the undead giant that does the Attack on Titan thing. Yeah, I mean, that's right. It, it was there was multiple times where I'm like, that scene's from you know this anime, and I'm sure I didn't catch all of them by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not really a huge anime watcher, but I'm in to read your lower- numbers, gentlemen. Sorry. I'm going to rate it lower probably both, than both of you guys do because I have some fairly major issues with the some of the content and, and some of the plot and other things. I just feel like this could have done such a better job at being the ambassador that Josh is saying it is. I just think that it, you know, I started playing D&D at 12. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, like, it does have big audience issues.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. yeah that's I, fair, actually. I, I appreciate you honestly calling us out on that, Trevor, because I think you're 100% right.
0: I, I not that I wasn't watching this and worse when I was 12, um, but it's hard for me as a father to recommend it for my 12 year old. Right. Clearly, do do uh, not as I did, but as I want you to do. Um, but anyway, I just I I do agree that the plot's somewhat thin. But D and D's plots are always thin. That's thin. when you come to the D and D table. If you if you're looking for a really thick, uh, intricate plot. The players are never going to get it anyway i mean that's just not the way it happens <laughs> so, so, I actually, so I in actually, that way it does demonstrate D well yeah i actually liked it quite a bit because of that it did feel like like i said it felt like the saturday morning cartoon of D. it really felt like a, a D campaign where sometimes the, this part of the campaign doesn't necessarily perfectly tie well into this part um So that part I did enjoy. But I mean if I had to give it a number, I'd probably get 'cause there's some things that don't
2: I feel like I it's probably a seven and if I was told I couldn't pick a seven, I would probably pick an eight. So
1: (laughs) Wow. Okay. That's kind of where I'm at, honestly, Jay. When I say I feel like I should be lower, you know what I mean?
2: Sure, yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. So time management. Uh honestly top marks for me on this one. It's a nine. It's the perfect size of episodes.
2: Yeah, um it, it I would like agree. And the pacing cartoon. is good. Yeah, yeah, the
1: pacing's decent. Like maybe some of the plot could have used a little more time in the cooker, but
0: There there was some episodes like eight, nine, ten range that felt like they were trying to drag the plot line out longer for me. Um but leading up to that point and then the the finishing last two episodes are well, all fine. But there yeah. was some there were some sections in between where it was a little was, draggy felt to me like they were doing their best to try to make the plot last more episodes. Sure. Um which I'm I'm going to, you know, forgive them for, but it it did because all the other ones were paced so well. I I'll say an 8.
2: Okay. Jay your number? Um I think I'll give a 9. Okay.
1: Repeatability. Uh I can never watch this again. I hereby swear a blood oath. <laughs> outside of the paywall, I uh, I can't recommend it and so it's like a – but the truth is, if you're not – what did you call me? Captain Prude? Captain Puritanical? <laughs> okay. uh, it probably is rewatchable. There's Some of the fight scenes Sergeant are probably a lot of Puritan. fun and stuff. I'm going to go with a four, though. is going to be my number.
2: I'll so, probably go with a five. I'll, I'll watch it again before Season 2 comes out. But
0: Gosh. I, I'm not even sure I'm going to watch Season 2, to be fair. Um, I probably will. Um, there's a good chance I probably will. But – yeah, I just don't see. Had this been a little bit different product, I would have absolutely rewatched it with my kids. Probably we watched it multiple times. You know, would have been like Avatar in our house, and mm-hmm. just not, it's not. So yeah, probably won't rewatch.
1: So what's your number? Sorry.
0: Oh, for me not to rewatch something, that makes it pretty low. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, the thing is, is the the jokes are good, but I don't feel like they're gonna be good a second time around. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I, Um, Some of them are quotable and maybe that's the part that I'll enjoy the most. I, I I think anything that I can quote um, that might get me to rewatch, but yeah, this feels a little lower than average, maybe a four or five.
1: Okay. Uh, Fun. Uh, uh, I felt like I, (laughs) I honestly, I would have happily not finished the series. The honest truth is I had watched the first six or seven episodes with my daughter and then we were getting some time crunch. I knew I wasn't going to be able to watch it with her again before she um, had to go back to school or whatever. And so I was like, just watch it without me. And then I was even like, okay, tell me what happened, you know? So I, I had had it pre-spoiled to me. So I, I don't know. I'm gonna give it. It's it's average fun for me. It's like I like the way you talked about it, Trevor. Is like some of the jokes really hit, some of them not so much.
0: That actually surprises me that you watched it with your daughter. Uh, That must have been uncomfortable.
1: This was my 19-year-old, right? I I know. But yes. Yes, it was.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's a lot of it that I just laugh out loud funny. Um, We really enjoyed the humor. It just hit for me. Um, I just... Yeah, I guess I've already. I'm not going to hit that that nail again, but there's certain things that just sort of detracted from that. But overall, I found it quite humorous and fun. And there were so many times where these sort of jokes, um, almost meta style jokes, would catch me off guard, and I would just be laughing again. Um, so it, it was quite fun. I I thought I you know, a plus in the 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 humor part because. Okay. That's not easy to do in a series. A lot of times that sort of humor falls flat, and it didn't here. I thought a lot of the combat was fun, too. Yeah, I mean, it does a good job of taking you know, uh, regular D&D combat, which is somewhat boring, honestly, and, and spices it up to the point where you're in, engaged and interesting.
2: Um, I'll probably give a 7 again to fun.
1: Okay. Uh, and your overall. I'm giving it... No, I'm not going to do this. I want to give it a 9 because the the party in the second campaign is called the mighty (laughs) nine and they're my favorite but the truth is uh i'm giving it just a five like i'm glad it exists i wish it didn't exist in some different ways but right like trevor said we're done hitting that nail
0: Yeah, I I just I'm I'm interested because I've never really listened more than what I did, which was very short, not not giving them even a fair shake. Are are they this crude in on the podcast?
1: Um, I mean, like my favorite character in Campaign Two is a trickster cleric who routinely draws dicks on everything. (laughs) (laughs) So a little
0: bit, yes. Okay, I mean it's not nearly as offensive when you know you well when it's just audio the, right yeah, yeah when you don't right? see the things uh interesting hmm i mean do they swear as much on the the audio podcast as well yes yes okay. interesting
1: they, <laughs> i i cannot tell a lie while i am a fallen captain america i i still cannot tell a lie they um do.
0: yeah i mean, i mean i'm i'm in the same boat as josh i'm glad that it exists and i hope that it brings people to the d d table uh it's just not the product i was hoping it was going to
2: um i'll probably go with the nate on the overall mostly just because i'm again happy it exists i guess
0: (laughs) i mean the the, if you told i've said this before but i'm going to say it again (laughs) If 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 you
1: told the young us
0: yeah, if you told twelve-year-old me that was just getting into D and D that someday there would be a you know a twelve-episode series on on a streaming service, I mean, it's just all these things would just blow my mind. It just doesn't seem possible that we live in this timeline. Yeah, I mean, we feel that way about concerned.
1: Spider-Man: No Way Home and Avengers: End and I mean, the Marvel Cinematic like you know Dune. Yeah, all that stuff blows my young mind. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned audience jay do you want to say more comments about audience
2: um i mean it's just very ma right (laughs) i don't know what else to say
1: yeah what's
0: what's what's funny to me is that almost all of the episodes actually say 16 plus on them which i guess you know maybe that's ma but uh it 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 wasn't i think that a lot of times ratings get tuned down a little bit just from the fact that it's animated like they'll immediately
1: yes uh, yeah i think you're probably right
0: and sometimes that that sort of bothers me but whatever it is interesting i think that this is one of those things that it's it goes far enough in some cases sometimes and it's very it's not common but every once in a while it goes far enough that there are adults who probably would that this is too much so that that says something
2: all right well let us know what you guys think and uh, we're we're eager to hear what you guys think of vox machina